morning and welcome to Victory Church. Today, our worship service number 140, June 2nd, 2019. We are about to start praying and then singing and enjoying this beautiful day that the Lord is giving us. So I invite you, let's stand up and let's give thanks to our good Lord while Tracy is getting ready for the songs. And Bailey is going to sing today with us, right, Bailey? Absolutely. Dear God, thank you for your love and your mercy. We love you. We adore you, Lord. We are so happy to be today here in your house. Bring our friends safely, Lord. And we pray, Lord, for those who can't come, that they can watch and enjoy the service live. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Amen. Amen. Take my place. 
Joe Bailey. It never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love, your love. It's higher than the mountains that I face, and it's stronger than the power of the grave. It's constant in the trial and the change. This one thing remains. And it's higher than the mountains that I face. And it's stronger than the power the grave and it's constant in the trial and the change this one thing remains this one thing remains your love never fails it never gives up it never runs out on me your love never fails, it never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, it never gives up, it never runs out on me. Your love. And on and on and on and on it goes. Get it overwhelms and satisfies my i 
so beautiful 
and we love you, we adore you. You are the reason why we get together in this place, Lord. We, you are the reason why we wake up every morning. You are the reason why we are alive. You gave us life, Lord. And you also gave us salvation. And you give us every day the breath of life. Your Holy Spirit within us. And with it, Lord, the rest of the things that we need. You are a good Father. You are amazingly generous. Because we don't deserve, Lord, many good things. But in your mercy, you decide to give us what, what you want to give us, Lord. Not just life and salvation, but the rest of the things, Lord, that you are giving us, Lord. Time after time, when we are in trouble, you come to rescue us. Time after time that we are in need, you come to provide. Every single day, you send your angels around us to protect us, to deliver us from evil. You provide, Lord, our meals. You provide our homes, our transportation, our shoes, Lord, our pajamas, Lord, our pillows. Father, you give us what we want to drink every day, our coffee, our tea, water. Thanks to you, Lord, we have a church. Thanks to you, Lord, we can have all these things here in Victory Church to adore you. Because you are loving and sharing and giving. And you have more and more to share with your people. So we are here, Lord a portion of your people on earth. And we are eager to receive from you more, Lord. And what we want now, Father, is more of your Holy Spirit, more of your presence. So we open our minds, we open our hearts, we open our arms, we open ourselves to receive more from, more from you. I want more of you, Lord, more of your Holy Spirit, more of your holiness, in my mind, in my heart, in my mouth. More of you, Lord, more of your strength. And Lord, with, with your presence, I know that you will bring healing into our bodies. So right now we receive the healing that we need, Lord. And we receive with that healing, not just the emotional healing, but the physical healing in our bodies. We receive that power right now, Lord, of healing in our bodies and we thank you Lord for that we thank you Father for your provision in all areas of our lives in Jesus name thank you Lord Amen Amen it's the time for us to give to the Lord our contributions and for our viewers and listeners as well Feel free to go to the website vchurch.us or if you are in the U.S., just text to the number 432-268-007 and uh, we appreciate your contributions and support to this ministry. Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. The topic of today is restart again. And I know it sounds kind of Weird, right? Restart again. Why is that? Why we have to say restart again? We, we can just say, let's restart or let's do it again, correct? But the truth of the matter is that quite often we restart and then we failed. And then we restart and we failed. And then we restart again. And it, it, it is sometimes like a never-ending cycle, right? For some reason, that is what happens to us. And I will invite to each one of you to grab a bulletin and be ready for the notes. And friend that you are watching or listening, go to the website, bchurch.us. And there is a tab there that says bulletin, bulletins, and then just go there, look for the one of today, and you can grab it. June 2nd, 2019. For the message, restart again. We start by reading the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 11. 
the foundation that has already been built is Jesus Christ. And no one can build any other foundation. It's the only solid foundation. You know, in these days, because the new era, because of all this new thinking and new waves, people are saying many things like, uh, for instance, saying, if you are a good person, everything is going to be good for you in life. And they put that as a, a foundation for their lives. They teach that to their children. They say to the kids, if you get an education, that, that's it. If you get an education, if you have your degree, that's it. That is the foundation of your lives, right? Other people that are more business oriented, they said, if you create your business and you make that business profitable, that will be the foundation of your life because you will have money. And if you have money, they say, everything is going to be all right. Other people feel different. Other people even say, you know what? What really matters in life is love. And if you love people, that's it. You don't have to be worried about anything else. If you are a loving person, if you love everybody, that is the foundation of life. People say all kinds of things. But we, believers, we go to the scripture to find the truth. And the truth is so well and so well defined and so clear here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. In verse 11, the apostle Paul says, listen, if there is a foundation, let me tell you what is the foundation. The foundation is the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is no other foundation. Because the other foundations, you know, all these ideas of if you are a good person, if you have a degree, if you make money, if you are a loving person, those foundations are going to fall sooner or later. How many people we know that are highly edu educated with degrees and their lives are a disaster? Other people with money, same thing. They have money, but nobody wants to be with them. Other people are good people. But even being good people, without the knowledge and the connection with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, their lives are not plentiful. They are not entirely happy. Even those who are very loving individuals, sometimes they struggle. And they cannot find the right path. And they go through life and even go to the point of being old. And then they are thinking, I don't get it. I was a loving person all my life. I was very nice to everybody. And yet, I am unhappy. Because, say with me, because? because. The foundation. The foundation is the key. What is what you are using as foundation in your life? The scripture clear, clearly says, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. The foundation for our lives. Now, if you watch with me this video... You will probably feel sorry for this guy. Or maybe you will say, that happened to me. <laughs> because it's, it's true. Sometimes in life, we are just doing our thing. And suddenly, we are in trouble. We can fall like this guy fell here in the video. You know? But I'm not talking just the, the physical walk. I'm talking in life. We are doing life, and suddenly we fail. We evaluate what's happened, and we think, but why this is happening to me? Why, why am I not getting it right? Well, simply, guys, we fail because we are humans. But sometimes it's because we are not paying attention. Correct? Sometimes we are not paying attention, and we get hurt. And we can uh, mess up transactions, you know, like, like happens, uh, for instance, with uh, financial transactions. We are not paying attention. How many times you have heard of people saying, do you know that this bank has charged me now $350? And you say, why? Well, because I had a little trouble with a check. I didn't think of that check. And the check came through, and then I went into red numbers, and then I continued using my debit card for a cup of coffee here, for a little thing here, and each transaction was hitting my, my balance negative, and the bank is charging me $35 per transaction. 
Are you telling me that you, you have 10 times the same $35 fee charge? Yeah. Those guys in the banks are mean guys. That is what happens to a lot of people. And why is that? Because we are not paying attention. It happens with our health, with our money, with our relationships, because we are not paying attention. So I, I have a question here. I have two questions. But the first one is, why do we fall again? Why we make a mistake and we have, are in trouble? Why do we do the same thing again? Why is that? Simply, we are not learning the lesson. We are not learning the lesson. We are just making the same mistake and again and again. Do you feel like that right now? Maybe you are going through some difficulties, my friend, and you are thinking, it happened again. Here I am in the same spot again. Why is that? Well, I have a second question is, are we really restored? After we make the mistakes and we are in trouble and we are so confused and hurting and whatnot, we need to take our time to reflect about our experiences and conscientiously, being very aware of what happened, we say, I need to learn the lesson. What is exactly what I did that was wrong? Or what is what I didn't do that I needed to do? And based on that, you can be fully restored. So a third question for ourselves here. Do we enjoy getting hurt by our own mistakes? What do you think? You see in the screen here this guy with blood in his face. So do, do we enjoy that? Oh, that is so fun. You know, I, I crashed again. This is my fifth car that I destroyed. Do, do we enjoy those kind of things? You know, this is the seventh time that I am getting fired. Ha, ha, ha. Do we enjoy that? You know, this is the ninth time that I'm in a relationship and I messed that up again. Ha, 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 ha. Why? Why do we do those things, guys? So we need to think about it and think seriously if we are learning the lesson. I want to share with you three steps that will help you to restart again and restart right. The first principle that I want to share with you is based on John chapter 8, verse 44. And now I'm going to read the scripture with you. This is not dedicated to you, by the way, but it's something that the Lord Jesus said to a group of people that they were very religious. <laughs> that is funny. You heard that? They were very religious. Yeah. And this is what the Lord Jesus said. Your father is the devil. <laughs> you belong to him. You want to do what he wants. He was a murderer from the beginning. He was always against the truth. There is no truth in him. He is like the lies he tells. Yes, the devil is a liar. He is the father of lies. So what, what is the, the step number one that you need to do? You need to remove the bad foundation, which is what? Lies. Everything that is not true, you have to remove it from your life. And there is when it's, this message is so personal. I know you want to learn stuff from the Bible. I know you want to hear good things about God and promises from heaven for you. I know that. But this is, this is also very personal to you. Because you have to think about this and try to apply it to your life. The number one thing that you need to do if you want to be restored and do things right, the number one thing is everything that is wrong in your life, and especially what is not truth, lies. You have to remove all that because that is a bad foundation. Lies, number one thing. Imagine, uh, let's, let's talk about scenarios, okay? Let's say the scenario is sentimental relationships. This is, this is the first thing. 
the, pers the person knows someone else, is a good candidate, let's say, and what is the, the thing that this person is going to say usually? A bunch of lies. I was a good girl. I never did anything wrong to him. I only was in one relationship. Lie, lie, lie. Guys, you know, I, I have never been fired. I have never cheated anybody. Uh, you know, I have never been with a girl doing anything wrong. Actually, I have been by myself the last 15 years. Lie, lie, lie. You see? No. When someone wants to restart again in a relationship, the number one thing is remove the lies. Stop lying. Tell the truth. Tell the truth because that will help you to start right. Okay, let's, let's talk about business. Let's suppose someone wants to start a business. Whatever the, the business is. Okay, so you are selling this product, this, this service. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And tell me, how long have you been in business? I have been in business for over 25 years. Are you registered at the BBB, Better Business Bureau? Absolutely, I have great reviews. And do you have a website? Yes. Lies, lies, lies. The person, the customer, will find out quickly. The, the company is not registered. There is no website. Failure. How, how long have you been in business? I just started this month. I just barely begin the process of this company. Do you, are you registered at the BBB? I really don't know what to do with that. I don't know where they are. Do I have to pay a fee? Can you direct me to them? Do you have a website? Not really, but I have a Facebook page. It's free, you know. What do you think is going to happen with a customer that hears those kind of answers? They will not reject you for, for saying those things. No. You know what? It's the opposite. People say, oh, you just started. Yes. People feel compelled to help someone when is starting a business. It's the right thing to do. Tell the truth. You are applying for a job, and then the, the company is asking, are you experienced in this field? Oh, yes. From zero to 10, how good are you in this field? 10, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> Bunch of lies. And you know what is the problem? Eventually, they ask for a certification in lying. But if the person says, really, you know, I am like a six in this area. In this area, I'm 10. In this other area, I'm, I'm a 10. Here, I'm a 3. So the person in, in HR will say, well, I wanted somebody uh, average 7 in all areas. But you have the right attitude. At least you're being honest. And people will hire individuals like that because they are telling what? The truth. The truth. It doesn't matter where you want to restart. A new relationship, my friend, a new business, a new career, working for a company. If you tell the truth, you have a high possibility of success. Because people hate when others are lying to them. Do you like lies? Do you like when people are lying to you? Are you going to do this? Oh, sure, people say. What time? That, such and such time. What day? Such and such day. And then you are there waiting. Ten minutes later, you are texting, are you coming? <laughs> lie, lie, lie. It's a disaster. People will never trust you if you are not truthful. You have to tell the truth. This is exactly what the Lord Jesus said to this group of religious people. Do you, do you see that? It's a group of religious people. It's what we see today. Bunch of people in churches, they are a bunch of liars. And sometimes we are in that category, my friends, because we don't say the truth. We are just lying and pretending, you know? And we have to stop that, you know? No one has a perfect life. No one has an impeccable record. They say, you know, all my life, look at my records. Perfect, perfect, <laughs> who has that? No one has that kind of life. I don't have that kind of life. 
But people love honesty. Bunch of religious people and the Lord Jesus said, your father is the devil. So what, what, is, what exactly I'm saying here is that those who are religious, involved in churches and whatnot, those people, listen carefully, my friend, you're watching right now. If someone that you know is involved in church, but is telling you lies, the father of this person is the devil. It's not a Christian person. There is no way a liar can say, I'm a Christian. No, that's, that's not true. Because according with the scripture, the, with the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, he said that those who lie are like their father, the devil. And that is the foundation. We already said that the foundation is the Lord Jesus. And the principle so clear here is tell the truth. And some people just can't help themselves. Do you know people like that? That they just can't help themselves. They tell a lie here and then another lie here. I mean, it is, I don't know how they can fabricate so many lies. And they are building on those lies. And they, they make people believe those lies. And they, they are telling other lies here. I don't know how they can. <laughs> manage all those lies. I mean, requires a lot of intelligence, I think, or creativity to know what to say here and what to say there. <laughs> Imagine those who are cheating. To one girl, his name is Rick. To other girl, his name is Richard. To other <laughs> I mean, different names, different things because of the lies. To restart your life, you need to start telling the truth. Be honest. Step number one. Let's go to the step number two. The step number two, we found it in the scripture on Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, section B. The second step is clean up the terrain. Let's, let's read what the scripture says. It says, we should remove from our lives anything that would slow us down and the sin that so often make us fall. That's step number two. We understand we are going to remove the lie. We are not going to lie anymore, correct? No more lies. Second thing, everything that is sinful in your life, just put it away. Take it away. And don't, don't manage that that sin anymore. You know, recently I was uh, uh, in Guatemala, as you know. While we were in the market shopping for some shirts called Huipil in Guatemala. Actually, it was in Panajachel in the lake. So Tracy is trying this, these shirts. There was a lady that came to me in the market and said, uh, are you, uh, are you a pastor? I heard that you are a pastor. And I said, yes, I am. And she said, I would like to give you this paper with the name of uh, three people that need prayer. Because they have to be, they need deliverance. Deliverance. I said, okay. Uh, I, I took the paper and I read the names. And then I said, uh, let me ask you, what kind of deliverance is this? Hey, who are these people? How do you know these people? So the lady said to me, well, honestly, I'm the first one. I'm the mother. And the other are the children. Ah, okay, all right. And what kind of deliverance? I said, because I can pray for you and set you free in the name of Jesus. Right here, right now. So I want to know the story. What's the problem? Well, basically the problem and I can say this here openly because I don't know her name. I don't think that she knows my name. And there is no way that ever she will see this on, on social media. But this is what she said to me. My problem is I am sleeping with this man who is married. But he is very Christian. And we are going to get married soon, as soon as he gets divorced. And I said, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, no, but I want to tell you all the problems that I have. And I said, 
there, you don't need to tell me anything else. I already know what's the problem. <laughs> I can see where is the source of your uh, slavery and your problem. The problem is that you are committing adultery. <laughs> That's it. Do you want me to set you free? I'll tell you how easy is that. Stop seeing this man. Stop sleeping with him. That is sinful. He is married. I doubt that he's going to divorce this other woman ever. And marrying you, who knows when it's going to happen. So she cried. And then she said to me, you are right. I know you are right. This is the wrong thing in my life. And I said, that is great. So now you agree, what's the problem? Now the question is, what are you going to do? You have two options here. And this, is, this, this goes to everybody. When you, are, when you see the reality of your sin, you have two options. One is, you keep on going, doing what is wrong. Or option B, you say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to do what is right. There are two options only. There, are, there is no a third option. You see? With sin is you do it or you stop doing it. And then looking into her eyes, guys, this was amazing. I stopped her. She understood. And then looking into her eyes, I said, so tell me what is going to be. And she was crying, looking down. And I said again, lady, look into my eyes. And she refused to look into my eyes. <laughs> Lady, look into my eyes. So finally, she did it. She's looking into my eyes, and she's crying. Why? Well, she was ashamed. But second, we cry because, honestly, we don't want to stop sinning. We know what is wrong, and we are enjoying it. That's why she was crying. She was crying, looking at me. And I said, calm down. Breathe in and out. Give me a napkin here. Clean your nose. <laughs> She's relaxed. And I said, okay, look into my eyes. What is going to be? You're going to continue sinning or you're going to stop doing what is wrong? And then she said to me, I'm going to stop doing what is wrong. And I said, you are free. In the name of Jesus, I pray for her. And then I said, Tracy, hold this girl. She needs a big hug. Oh, they were holding each other probably for a couple of minutes. And this girl was bawling, guys. She cried and cried and cried. Because she understood this scripture. Removed, because it says, we should remove from our lives anything that will slow us down. And the sin that so often make us fall. Because that is the problem with sin. You know, sin is not, the, it's not just the fact that makes us look bad. You know, who cares at the end? But, you know, that, that is the first thing. Makes us look bad. Then makes us feel uncomfortable. But those are the, less, the least important things with sin. The problem, the main problem is the consequence of sin. That's the main problem. But when we remove and we clean up the terrain... Then is when you can restart again. Do you understand, my friend? Stop the lies and remove anything that is sinful from your life. And now let's go to the step number three. Step number three. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3. What is what we need to do as step number three? Establish the true foundation. Let's put the true foundation. How do we do that? Let's read the scripture. It says, Jesus has the power of God. And his power has given us everything we need to live what? A life devoted to God. You see? I don't think I can do this anymore. People say, Christian life is so, so tough. Being a good girl is difficult. You have no idea what it is to be, for instance, a single mother. You have no idea what it is to be a foreigner. You have no idea what it is to be an orphan. You have no idea what it is to be poor. You have no idea this, people say, to justify their sins. But when they, that's a lie. Do you agree? That's a lie. You remove the lie, and then you remove the sin. Look what it says. He has the power that has given us everything we need to live a life devoted 
to God. We have these things because we know him. And what is what we know about him? That he is loving and merciful and gracious. Yes, we will sin again, but he will restore us. He will help us to go through. Jesus chose us by his glory and goodness. So you are a chosen one. You are listening. You are watching. You are a chosen one. The Lord has something special for you for your future. Verse 4, section 8. Through which he also gave us the very great and rich gifts that he promised us. With these gifts, you can share in being what? Like God. We can be like God. Religion. That, that is a horrible thing to say. You know, that's blasphemy. Being like God is what the scripture says. Not like God literally, but we can manifest his glory and show his character and do things right. Next scripture. And also you will escape the ruin that comes to people in the world because of the evil things they want. Now, everyone that comes to me telling me all their disasters and their miseries and trials, tribulations, I always say, I am here to listen to your story. Everyone, and each one of you guys here in the church, and anyone who is listening, you want me to listen, sit down and listen to your story, I will invest that time. But I already know what the scripture says. So regardless of all the details of the story, let's face it. <laughs> this is the foundation. What is what the scripture says? You will escape the ruin that comes to people in the world because of the evil things they want. The, the disaster we live is the result of the evil things we want. And the Lord wants us to, to not have that kind of life. Because you have these blessings. Do all you can to add to your life these things. And this is beautiful because now we are becoming practical to this message. What is the kind of things that the Lord expects us to do? It says, the number one thing is, I want you to have faith. And how faith comes to us? By listening God's word. Right now, as you are listening, as you are watching and listening, you probably don't see it. But the Spirit of God is using the sound of my voice to bring faith into you. It, it is a miracle. That's why this is spiritual. I'm not giving you a lecture. This is the preaching of God's Word. And the miracle is that the Holy Spirit transforms my voice in the air that comes to you. And is changed by a miracle into faith that comes to your heart. And every time you listen to a preacher that is preaching the right things, of course, or you listen to the scripture, you read the Bible, when you are reading the Bible, every time you do that, the power of God's word makes those words being transformed into faith. First thing that he wants us to have, faith. Why? Because without faith, it is? Impossible. I didn't hear you guys. Without faith, it is impossible. I didn't hear you guys. I'm sorry. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. You want to please God? You need to have faith. I don't have any faith, Gian. What do I do? Listen to God's word. Read the Bible. Listen to these messages, these teachings. You know what teachings are really interesting? The Bible studies on Tuesday. Those, those teachings are interesting. It's a different setting. Enjoy it. Use your time reading and understanding. That was good. I got it in the air. I got it in the air. Yeah. To faith, add goodness. And you know. You, you know what is to be good. Add goodness. To your goodness, add knowledge. You see how interesting it is? Faith comes by hearing. So in order to get the first thing, you sit down and listen. The second thing, he wants you to do something good. The third thing is you, he wants you to what? To study. Add knowledge. Study. Whatever is what you do, study. Verse 6. To your knowledge, add self-control. Oh, you got me there. 
You got me there because you don't, you know, I, I'm going to make a confession, some people say to me. <laughs> I, you know, I'm Irish. You know, I'm red hair. You know, I am from Chihuahua. You know, I am from here. You know, my, you know, my ancestors. You know, one of my great, great, great was uh, son of uh, whatever. And, uh, you know, it's in my blood to have this temper. Bologna. <laughs> That's just Bologna. No, 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 no. When you have a temper, it's just because you don't know how to have self-control. So you, don't, you never get upset, Gian? Of course I do. You never say anything wrong? Of course I do. Sometimes I have explosions like everyone else. But as we grow in the Lord, what is what happens? Those problems, those incidents, we learn to manage them. How? By trusting in God. When we are in the midst of the situation, we, we sometimes are freaking out, right? We freak out sometimes, guys. There is not enough money, and then we see what is going to happen, and we pull our hairs and go, oh my gosh, what am I going to do to pay these things? Or sometimes it's an accident, or sometimes our health, issues with the family, sometimes we freak out. But what is what we do? We trust in the Lord. We pray and say, Lord, help me here. To your knowledge, add self-control. Because if someone claims to be a believer and you see him freaking out everywhere for, for silly things, like there was a fly in my soup and create a huge, gigantic, gigantic disaster in the, rest of, in the restaurant for a fly in the soup? Really? And then the people, not just the waitress or, waitress or waiter, people around our tables, they are just looking at us. Do you see what I'm saying? We overreact for little things here in this store. I am in the line. Don't be before me. You know, <laughs> these kind of things. Or we are in the traffic. No, you are not going to pass me. You are not going to pass me. Hey, boom. These kind of things for lack of self-control. mm, -mm. That shouldn't be the case of a, a believer. Just so you know, people that do not have self-control, this is good. This is very good. Get ready for this. People that do not know how to have self-control cannot be leaders. They cannot be in positions of authority ever because they are explosive. No one wants an explosive person in charge. Oh my goodness, what are we going to do with a leader like that? And to your self-control, add patience. Oh, dear. <laughs> patience, right? How hard is that? But that is the foundation, friends. And to our patient, devotion to God. Which means what? That we are going to read the Bible daily, and we are going to pray daily, day and night. We are going to sing to the Lord day and night. We can have fun, guys. Of course we can have fun with sports or shows on TV and laugh. Like I laugh when <laughs> I really laugh <laughs> when Al comes to, to watch the football games with Tracy in my home. <laughs> this too. You know, I'm not a, a fan of any sports. I like to watch sports, but I prefer to practice. But this too, they love to watch football. And the TV is here, imagine this, and Alice on one side, Tracy on the other side. They two stand in front of the TV, and Al has his peculiar movement. You know, this, this is Al. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. And then the two of them, and this. You, referee, this and that. And they are very angry with the referee and stuff like that. It is funny. Nothing wrong with that. You can have fun with that. You can enjoy your trips. You can enjoy your family, your meals. Nothing wrong with that. But you see, all these parameters that we just described, they should be part of our character, enjoying our life. And it says, to that devotion, add kindness towards your brothers and sisters in Christ. Just by being kind to everybody around us. And to all this kindness, Add love, which we know. That's the sign. 
I don't want to know which church do you go or do you attend. I really don't care. If you are a loving person, if, if I can see in your life, in your character, that you really express the love of God in your life the way that you treat everyone else, I believe you are a, you are a Christian. If, if you don't have that, even if you recite half of the Bible to me, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Why? Because the sign is love. And love is expressed through actions. Imagine in a home, one says to the other, whether it's a spouse or children, grandmother, grandmother, whatever, but they say that they love each other, but they are not capable of fixing a cup of coffee for the other. What's that? You're thirsty, get your own coffee. Oh, but I love you. Really? <laughs> How that works? I don't get it. You know? You know, I, I go to grocery shopping, but I don't bring the grapes this person likes. Oh, but I love you so much. <laughs> you really? Imagine for simple things. So what can we expect the day that this person is in the hospital? The day that this person has a flat tire at 10 p.m. in the dark corner? If simple things people don't do out of love, but they love each other, when the time of difficulty arrives, what can we expect? If the simple things they cannot do, they will never do the difficult ones. 1 Peter 1, verse 7, verse 8. If all these things are in you and growing, say with me, growing. I want to hear you growing. That means we are not there yet. Some of you are thinking, you know what? As he's speaking, I'm checking in my mind. Check, check, check. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Well, here's the news. The Lord says, and growing. So not, not check, check, check. No, you are getting there. We all are getting there. Growing. It says, you will never fail to be what? useful to God. You will produce the kind of fruit that should come from your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Perhaps you are thinking, oh, wow, restart actually is not that simple. But I would love to restart. Pray with me. Dear God, I see that you are powerful, majestic, omnipotent. You are God and I am not. You are in control and I am not. Please forgive me, Lord, because I have fought against your will. I am sorry that I have been a fool and somehow ungrateful, but I know that you are changing me. You are good, Lord. You are merciful. I know you have wonderful plans for me. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will give me a new opportunity to restart my life. I need to change. Please help me, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. And thank you for your forgiveness. I surrender to you, Lord. I love you, God. In the name of Jesus. Anyone who prays that prayer just knows the Lord is in your heart. And my friend, you are watching or listening. I want you to know your sins are forgiven. In the name of Jesus, then we can restart and say all together, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. My friends, so happy to see you here. I am so happy to be back home. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful rest of the day. Enjoy your week. And I'll see you Tuesday evening. Anytime my heart turns from darkness to light. Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight. Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served. I know, I know, I know, I know.
We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.